And now, two white men telling you about <laughs> the uh, slave revenge film yeah. that we just saw. Yeah, how are we going to do this review? I don't know, because I know about this movie because we were given an email with the screener. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen the trailer. Yeah. I actually never looked at the trailer. I never looked at it either. But when when we found out that Vertical Entertainment got the rights to this movie, mm-hmm. it gave the synopsis of the film. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that sounds interesting. This could completely work if you just don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. And they go in completely cold. Yeah. But that also requires someone to see the movie. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I would really say that it's super worth watching. So let's give just like a rough, just a quick Kiki Palmer. Uh-huh. She plays a slave on a plantation yeah. who is thinking about escaping. And at some point she does. Yep. And then there's a big twist. Because mm-hmm. uh, not everything is as it seems. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this, um, how we would review it, because... I mean, it's in the trailer. Okay. Like, if someone watches the trailer, they know the whole kind of twist of this movie. Well... I didn't expect them to, sp- to spend so much time Yeah, because there's the so plantation. much... Yeah, that's why I was thinking. I was like, "This comes in maybe like a half hour into the movie." Yeah, it's the first half of the film, and it's one of those things where I was like, "I wasn't not liking it, but anytime I see look, uh, look, guys, it's been almost ten years. We are living in a post twelve years a slave world." Okay, right. That's like, I, okay, I don't know because I was one. But when Schindler's List came out, people were probably like, "All right, so we can't, we don't need to make any more Holocaust movies." <laughs> like, yeah. you're not gonna get better than Schindler's List. I feel that way about slavery. Well, me, the white guy, the whitest kid you know. Yeah. Um, but I feel that way about slavery movies with Twelve Years a Slave. You're not if you're you you are very bold to think you can show something that Twelve Years a Slave did not show. Yeah, which is. Kind of, I mean, just in general, I think people are tired yeah. of just showing misery porn yeah. for black people. Like, slavery was a horrible, horrendous thing, and we should be reminded that it existed, and we should know of it, and we should still talk about it every now and then when people are get, getting a little too comfortable yeah. with, like, oh, you know, it's been that long. Like, no, it's still relatively, incredibly recent. Uh, that being said, I just don't feel like we need more movies about it because yeah. kind of like you said, like it's, gonna, it's not going to do it any favors. It's not mm-hmm. going to do the subject any favors, nor the people who are affected by it, at least not in my opinion. But um, So that's what this half of the movie is, and it's rough. Yeah. It's very kind of playing to the tropes of a slavery film. Yep. So you would think, all right, well... If you're going to give me this kind of rough stuff at the beginning, and it's going to turn into like a, a Django-esque type film, yeah. sort of, it better be worth... The, the payoff better be worth it, and I do not think it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, think... Um, let me bring it up really quick. Okay. 
This is a film by Kristen Verlinden. Okay. Sounds like a. Ooh. I'm not. I. This is their first film. Okay. They wrote it, directed it. We've had movies on here that we talk about where it's like, oh, this is their first film. This is kind of crazy, like, that this is their first film. You wouldn't think so. Mm -hmm. Fully believe this is their first (laughs) film. I'm sorry, but I appreciate... Because this is apparently based on... Here, I'll say what I... I'll write... I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what IMDb said. The story is based on the very real life story of black Americans still enslaved even after the Emancipation Proclamation. I understand that. The biggest example of this on which the movie was based on was the life of May Louise Walls Miller. She didn't get her freedom until 1963 when she ran away from the plantation and found a family that rescued her in her home. She and her family were unaware that things had changed because as they had no TV or other access to the outside world, they just assumed things were like that for all black people. Which is like shocking Whoa. and horrific. Yeah. But if you're going to make a movie about something like that, I feel like... Like, I'm always saying that, you know, a movie doesn't have to tell you everything. Yeah. And should kind of... It, it shouldn't think that you're dumb. But I feel like we need a little more explanation yeah. of how they were able to do this. Because when... Uh, there's, like, little things at the beginning during that first half hour that you're, like... Where I was thinking, like, oh, I... They better not be doing this. (laughs) And then exactly, that's exactly what they did. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, it's, here's the thing. I appreciated, because it starts off as a slavery movie and ends as a full-on exploitation movie. And. Sort of. I. Dude. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, it's very, very, I mean, it, it takes place during 1973. Yeah. They literally go watch coffee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which, uh, and and, and this is, we received the screener for this, but it had gone long enough that we haven't seen it that we just rented it on VOD. I figured, like, okay, I'm going to support the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this was the final cut that we saw. Yeah. But when they're watching coffee, I don't know what software they use to put the image on the movie screen. Because, you know, every time that you go see a movie and they're watching a movie in a movie. Yeah. Most of the time they're not really watching it because you can't film that. Because you can't. You For know, sure. It's like a, a, a something done in post. <laughs> I don't know why they decided to put some, like, 30 frames per second tw- that dropped down to, like, 10 frames per second version of this movie. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was a weird effect. There are a lot of weird choices in this movie. Yeah. This movie made me realize, you know what? Maybe Common uh, is not that great of an actor. I and like He has Common. a lot to do. I don't know. Maybe it's Goodwill from his music. Maybe it's Goodwill from Selma and uh I mean, I like Gangster. him in other stuff. He's yeah. good in other things. I just felt like this one wasn't his strongest performance. No. Especially compared to Kiki Palmer, who... God, I wish she was in a better film because she is giving it her fucking oh, for sure. all. She is committed. She yeah. executive produced the movie. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of passion with this performance. And she's the best part of the movie. 
Yeah. But it's just... I don't know, I'll man. It's just so much of this that's kind of just amateurish. That I'll say this. Um, we reviewed a movie called Asking For It. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to say it's as like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I kind of like that movie in the sense that it is so over the top. It Not over yeah. the top, but so just like on the nose that it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I... I it's a ludicrous premise, but it's so ludicrous that it's like I kind of want to know where this goes. Yeah, and it's it, I enjoyed the fish out of water aspect of it. Um, I don't think I mean they pull some shit at the end where I'm like, get the fuck out of here, yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker! Where, I'm not I'm not gonna spoil it, but like, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, there's the writing in this. Not just like the story, but like people's actions in this. Like, there's there's a scene early on where one of the slaves they have the upper hand, yeah, and then they just don't go for the gun for some reason. Right. Which is like, no, I'm sorry, but in this situation, if he's already there, he would. Grab the gun yeah. and kill everybody that needs to be killed. Like it doesn't make sense to write him write his action of not doing that and then getting shot. Like it just it just doesn't make sense. That's yeah. bad writing. Yeah. And then there's other stuff like the whole fish out of water thing. She is so she doesn't know anything that's going on. Mm-mm. She's in a car. It freaks her to fuck out. But she can use a rotary telephone <laughs> with no problem whatsoever. Well, Common teaches her, but even to, like, look, man, as someone who grew up in the 90s, I'm like, thank God we do not use those anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. And, and it's, you know, it's kind of explained that she she knows how to read. She doesn't really know how to write. Yeah. But she doesn't know how to read a ton. And it, I don't know. It also is like <laughs> common throughout the whole first few scenes he has with uh, Kiki Palmer, Alice, the title character. Um, she keeps saying stuff, and he's like, "What?" Yeah. But he ke- he keeps like, "Oh, this is I know you know what this is." Yeah, like he has and- just convinced himself that this woman has like amnesia. Yeah, dude. I know they. I know is this is a black exploitation movie, and they mention the police not helping you guys out. But get somebody. Clearly, there is something very wrong with this woman. Either she that, has experienced severe trauma. Either that, or like you, you know, just the what's the word? Like, okay, look at everything in front of you. <laughs> She's in slave clothing, right? <laughs> She has blood on her. She's talking about... Wait a minute. You're free? Yeah. She's talking about slavery and all this stuff. And his first instinct is just to be like... Were you hitting the head and you (laughs) have amnesia? Like, he doesn't even, like... Just even try to fathom that, like... Something's going on here that might have to do with slavery. Yeah. It could be human trafficking. Yeah. And it, like, never crosses his mind (laughs) for even, like, a little bit until it's, like, finally, like, kind of explained. Yeah. Even then, I don't know. There's there's a scene where she, 
meet someone who was one of the slave owners. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just kind of wanted more. I'm sorry. I'm going to say that I don't know a lot in this review. Maybe we're not the the best people to talk about this movie, but it's out right now. You can see it for yourself. Look, I I don't (laughs) regret seeing it. I enjoyed myself. Um, But I don't... This is definitely one of those... You don't have to rush out and see. This. Just as a movie, it's just kind of oddly put together. I, I brought up that it's scene. Very oddly put I brought together. up that scene in the diner when she's talking to one of the former slave owners because she asks her son, and she tells her son, "Go play with that machine. It's like a crane machine." Mm-hmm. And you could see the son, he's still in frame while they're having a conversation, and he's just standing by it. The machine's <laughs> not on. Nothing like just like stuff like that. For some reason, I just noticed it in this movie. And it's like, you can do another take. You can... To me, that's bad writing. That's bad directing. Yeah. Some of Common's lines, there's a big... His voice started breaking and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like his like big line. This mm-hmm. is like the moment where he's acting, acting. And I didn't buy it. I thought like, <laughs> y'all can do one more take maybe yeah. to see if you can get this from a different... I don't know. I... I mean, it's weird. I was thinking, like, during the scene where he's trying to jog her memory, is like, guys, we just spent a half hour on a plantation, but, you know, 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes later, it comments like, hey, dancing to Stevie Wonder. Like, yeah. it, it's it's supposed to be kind of funny, right? It was yeah. like, guys, what the hell? <laughs> One thing I actually really liked about it, or was really liking about it, was the... the uh the score of the movie it's a yeah like in the beginning when it's uh when it's a slavery film it has that you know like there's a lot of violin and like sharp the strikes of like uh i'm gonna assume like a cello or something like that there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of string instruments being used mm-hmm. and at some point i even i i even thought like oh shit is this colin stetson again doing another soundtrack uh, yeah. because it's like it sounded like a style you look it up it's common in someone else Seriously? Yeah, he oh, did wow. the, he did a score for it. And then when it turns into the seventies, it quickly just changes oh, yeah. to the seventies like in a really cool way where it's like, alright, cool, you can do both soundtracks. Neither of them have a common motif. They're <laughs> completely two different soundtracks, but they both sound good. Yeah. I dig it. The song choices for the movie, on the other hand, <laughs> seem kinda odd. Especially during the end of the movie where it's like I know this. There had to have been a better choice. Yeah. Maybe no song at all, because this isn't like this is supposed to be some kind of like a powerful moment. This yeah. is like the badass. We're gonna start cheering type moment. Yeah. And I didn't really well, feel that's that the way thing. at all. Yeah, I didn't really. I was like, all right. I mean, cool. <laughs> In Django. Quentin Tarantino says the N-word 5,000 times. But Jamie Foxx still blows the head out of like a bunch of racist white people. And people die in the worst ways. (laughs) And that's kind of cathartic. Bye, Miss Laura. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the best parts. Uh, Nothing even slightly like that. No, 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 no. No, I was thinking about Django, and I was thinking, like, damn, I know they, I know it's Tarantino, they didn't say the N-word once in this movie, yeah. so you can do it. Yeah. Like, like we were saying, it's with the possible. harder they fall, you can make a black-centric movie and not say that, like, 5,000 yeah. times. 
But Django is definitely the more entertaining movie. <laughs> yeah. And this is shorter, too. And yeah. I don't know. I was. I feel bad because it's their first film. Yeah, it's... But it, it I still don't feels think amateurish, and I don't... I think they could do... They're going to have to do better. I don't, I don't think it's terrible. Like, I, if I was on Letterboxd or IMDb, I'd probably give it the same rating I gave asking for it, which is like, I don't know if this is a good movie, but I didn't mind it. Like a three out of five. I'm going to give this a two out of five. I don't blame you. 